Hey guys, Brendan the producer here. Before we start off this episode, I just wanted to give you guys a quick warning. We came in a little hot with the intro on this one, so those of you listening at a high volume or with headphones, uh, be ready for that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, hostess with mostess, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined as always by my BFFs in life and football, Andrew, the diabetic Dynamo Dobes, and Brendan, the producer Pika. Guys, how's it hanging? Dude, it's hanging there. We came in a little hot there, and I'm super hyped. That was that was an aggressive <laughs> hello, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, that's, that's my style, aggressive and in your yeah. face. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. Yikes. Yeah, I want to learn how to do something like, some of that disc jockey stuff. Thursday, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> we need like an audio. The barely athletic sports. fantasy football podcast. Oh man, dude, I'm cracking up. Coming at you live. Wow. Okay. We. Uh, oh, I apologize <laughs> to all three of you listeners. I don't know what happened? <laughs> we are. We're feeling high on we're fantasy something. football. Yeah. We're, we're celebrating. There is Top 10 running backs. nothing else to do. Is there, focus on football. is there anything more fun than running backs? It changes year after Defense. year. No, shut up. No. Okay. <laughs> See, I was feeling pretty good. You just brought me down. Here's the deal. This yeah. episode, we are going to do be doing a blitz episode of the top 10 running backs. Not too deep of a dive, but a brief overview of our top 10 running backs. Talking about who we like, how we like them and our expectations for the season. Nice. We'll just jump right into it. Andrew Dobius's top 10 running backs. Number one, we have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Nothing too special. We get it. He is a very talented rusher and receiver. One of only three running backs to have both 1,000 rushing and 1,000 receiving. He crushed it last season. If you had Christian McCaffrey, you were a happy camper. He got it done week after week after week. PPR, standard, no matter what the format, he was phenomenal last season. Yeah, not only was he the top running back, but he was the top offensive player in fantasy this season. Yeah, by far. Um, There's not much to say. Right, truly. uh, There is something to say. This team did take a major step back. Um, They pretty much huge defensive turnover, Mm -hmm. huge coaching turnover. Christian McCaffrey, they they paid him. They know what he is. You know, their new head coach is not handicapped in any way. No, he's, <laughs> he, he's gonna feed McCaffrey. He knows, he knows that's his best. He knows, he knows that's his best option. Yeah. Um, the only thing that kind of scares me is I have a feeling the Panthers are going to be tragically bad this season. They're, yeah, it's not gonna be pretty. Yeah. So, you know, do you see a scenario because they do have a terrible offense, mm-hmm. if they get down big early? Can you see where they would go away from Christian McCaffrey? Um, I can see where they will try to, <laughs> but then it just won't work. So they're just going to go to what works, and that's give the ball to McCaffrey, whether you hand it off or throw it. Um, he's the best receiver and the best running back on that team. Uh, he's I'm not that worried because he carried the team last year. He can do it again this year. Yeah, no, I was trying to give you a layup there. Uh, I don't think you can get away from him in any game script. Uh, one, because you can't 
really anticipate game script, but also his capacity for receiving. You know, when they're down, they will be throwing it to their (laughs) receiver. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, let's face it, he's not a deep-armed quarterback. Um, He's a safe thrower. He's a safe thrower, and Christian McCaffrey is as safe as it gets. Uh, I like it. I love Christian McCaffrey. You cannot go wrong picking him number one. He had a huge workload that season, but I'm not going to downgrade somebody uh, because of their workload. He can do it again for sure. This is where it gets interesting. Number two, uh, we have Saquon Barkley. He finished 10th last season. He did miss four games due to injury. He did have a lower leg injury, which for a running back, significant. Over a thousand yard rush, well, over a thousand <laughs> yards rushing for six touchdowns, a little over 400 receiving yards for two touchdowns. He, you look at this guy, he, I think he's a generational talent. Uh, his athleticism is off the charts. Here's where it gets weird for me. I'm not worried about him getting hurt again. I don't mm-hmm. think he can play fancy football that way. When he's on the field, he is a game changer. I think this offense took a huge step forward. Um, when it was Eli Manning and Saquon Barkley, it was Saquon Barkley's show. I mean, yep. Eli Manning was a shadow of his former self. Didn't really have any receiving options. Um, you know, it really was Saquon Barkley. But now they have Daniel Jones, and he's demonstrated. He, not the safest quarterback, but no, you know, he, he was no. able to take over games uh, and really be a game changer. I think it'll be curious to see uh, how this team decides to, I guess, funnel their offense. Is it going to be the Daniel Jones show? Is he going to be the focal point of the offense? Or is it going to be Saquon Barkley? Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Saquon Barkley is definitely the safer option. I do think they're going to be more conservative with Daniel Jones. Uh, one of the ways Jones was effective last season was rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Saquon Barkley, you know, I think they can choose to be more conservative take the game out of Daniel Jones's hands it will allow him to develop at a slower pace, you know, really take it, you know, play it safe, let him develop. Don't rush him into a situation. He's not needing to run the game through Barkley. It is a safe and consistent game plan. I think they're going to utilize him a ton. And I actually have Saquon Barkley ranked number one overall this season. Yeah, You did um, have number, number one. It, it was a tough choice between those two. But. Yeah, you can't go wrong either way. That's the great news. Um, but no, this Giants team, you know, I think they're ascending. This is a competent team. Uh, and Barkley awesome. is a generational talent. I love Barkley. I'd be thrilled if I had him on my team. Yeah, the fact that he finished 10th last year and we're arguing whether or not he should be number one just proves that he is, that he fits this number two spot really well. So yeah, no, no doubt about the number two spot. No doubt. Let's move on. Yeah, number three, uh, Mr. Consistency, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I'll start it off with this. I don't think I would like him in person. I think he's stupid. Is it is it the nose ring? It's the nose ring. Okay. Um, I think he I think he was doing a Twitch show uh, where he made a comment about being high. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he's a really good football player. I will. <laughs> I'll say that much about the guy is very good at football when he's on the field he gets it done uh and here's something funny last season he had 420 receiving yards there you go it's meant to be um no ezekiel elliott is a stellar running back he gets it done year in year out 
The Cowboys are extraordinarily talented roster, good offensive line. They can get it done. And Ezekiel Elliott, this is going to be a team that can move the ball. They're going to have lots of offensive opportunities and they're going to channel this offense. You know, Ezekiel Elliott is in a perfect situation for him. He's talented. Yeah. It's not just a good situation. He's a really good player. So I love Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I think he easily has number one overall upside. Um, yeah, really not a whole lot to say. He is about as consistent as they come. He had 14 total touchdowns last season. That's great. You are happy with that. Yeah. Top three was, was really easy. Dare I say top five easy, but yeah. Um, it's going to get a little, it's crowded. It's it's a crowded kitchen. It's very crowded and it's gonna, our opinions are going to be a little different towards the end. So we're starting out (laughs) easy with one, two, three. Yeah, nice. And four. We both agreed on four as well. Yeah, four is someone I'm passionate about pursuing this season. Yeah, um, another nose ring player. I got screwed last Pierce. season because I was big on Devontae Adams. I had Adams yeah. in all my leagues. Yeah, I also fun. had our number four running back, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> was the other player I had on all of my rosters. Yep. So <laughs> I, I'd be thrilled to have that combo this season. It did not work out for me last season. Alvin Kamara... Uh, he missed two games due to injury last season, but he was hampered almost all of the season. He mm-hmm. did suffer a very serious injury, and he said he was basically playing in one knee <laughs> for the season. Uh, and he was still solid. I mean, it's not like he was a terrible player. He finished ninth overall. Uh, it's not not what you signed up for. He had 979, wow, 797 rushing yards for five touchdowns. Uh, over 500 receiving yards and a touchdown. That's not what you were looking for when you drafted Alvin Kamara. However, I am super optimistic about this upcoming season. He was able to recover fully. And here's a reason I'm super excited for Kamara this season. In 2018, when Kamara was a beast, Mm -hmm. the Saints had 33 carries inside the five-yard line. In 2019, they only had 13 that is a huge difference. 33 carries inside the five versus 13 inside the five last season. I think there's going to be a positive regression for Alvin Kamara having those opportunities in the red zone. We saw Latavius Murray become a superstar last season in Kamara's absence. I think Kamara still has it. In no way am I worried about Kamara. I think he's going to come out and just... Ah. I'm not going to say he's going to be the number one overall, but I he's think he's going to shock up, people. I think he's, he's irritated. He's playing for a new contract. Yeah. He's my boy. I he am hyped a, up on Kamara. He wants a, a comeback season. Um, I would say besides C- Christian McCaffrey, Kamara is that is the best in our top 10 at both Receiving. rushing and catching. Yeah. yeah. He, he is that versatile player. Um, he, it, it says there's reports that said he played through an MCL tear last season. Um, which, uh, according to the Bleach Report, that that is ridiculous. That's serious. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he said he's playing on one leg and at seventy five percent. That's a direct quote from Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah, he's he's recovered, like you said, um, and yeah, he's he's hungry for a for a good season with with the Saints offense last year. I wouldn't say in shambles, but not performing like they usually do. Um, I think that they're going to find their balance again, find their stride this season. And Kamara's going to be, I uh, potentially could finish as a number one. 
Yeah, if the touchdowns are there, I mean, I yeah. think he could be number one. Rushing like I said, 33 carries mm-hmm. in 2018, 13 in 2019. It, yeah, it's just what's the difference? 23. That's that's such that <laughs> there's so much goodness to go around. Mm-hmm. I think Kamara is going to crush it. Yep. Uh, number five, we have the beast himself, Derek Henry. Andrew, are you yeah. a Derek Henry believer? Of course. I was a whole Titans fan last year. Oh, I hate you so much. I was I was all about them Titans, man. That was yeah. such a fun Once team to watch winning. last year. Um, that dude is an absolute behemoth. Yeah. Uh, 1,500 rushing yards. True. He had 16 touchdowns, so he led the league in rushing yards. He led the league in touchdowns. Or, uh, well, tied for Aaron. With rushing, Aaron yeah. A rushing touchdowns, yep, I should say. Um, he's he's going to run the ball a lot. He's the face of that team. Um, there's there's questions about if the, you know the Titans passing game and if they're going to play it safe, they're going to hand it off to Henry a lot. So he was, he was kind of a, uh, I wouldn't say a breakout running back last year, but he was definitely finished higher than expected at, uh, number five at the end of the season. Yeah, no, he was given his opportunity and he made the most out of it. A huge season, well-deserved contract. Um, my only concerns is he is a bigger dude. He takes a lot of punishment and he had an insane workload last season. Yeah. Now, I know I said the same thing about McCaffrey, about having the insane workload. Um, That's not a reason I'm shying away from Henry. Uh, One of the reasons I'm shying away from Henry is the old line did get worse. They did lose some key pieces of that offensive line. Uh, I think that'll be a huge miss uh, for Henry. Um, And last season, that was a Cinderella story uh, for the Titans. Um, If you've been around the NFL long enough, you know good things do not last forever. And very rarely do they happen two times in a row. <laughs> um, Derek Henry, I, I he's not going to be somebody I have in any of my teams this season. Wow, all right. <laughs> uh, he makes me nervous. This Titans team makes me nervous. Uh, I really don't know what to expect with them. Um, you know, like I said, a Cinderella story. I think there was more magic than substance last season for the titans there was magic there yeah oh absolutely uh, derrick henry is a huge man and a very talented running back um i think the o-line taking a step back the titans you know coming off of that high of uh just being being studs we'll just we'll call it as we see it um yeah no i i think he's gonna take a step back with touchdowns and i think this team is gonna take a step back so Derrick Henry, he earned the spot in the top five. Yeah, I'm I'm all on board the Henry train. I'm I'm willing yeah. to ride it for another year after Tannehill um, started. He was averaging not Tannehill, but Henry was averaging 21 carries for 125 yards a game. He averaged um, at least a touchdown per game because he's had 16 touchdowns. That's exactly what I want. Averaging 125 yards on a touchdown a game, that is perfect. I'm all about that. He could, I mean, he could improve in the receiving game, but with rushing numbers like this and with the workload, I'm happy with it. Yeah, no, it just gives me an icky feeling, but that's not statistical analysis. <laughs> uh, I, go, I go with my gut feeling all the time on this podcast. So. 
Yeah. And but I'm are... always right. That's the difference. <laughs> that is the difference. Number six, moving yeah. on from Andrew's gut, who also has diabetes. Yep. Uh, number Guts six overall, we have Dalvin Cook. He finished sixth last year, and we have him ranked sixth this year. He didn't get better. He didn't get worse. Uh, I'm happy he showed up for training camp. He was threatening a holdout, but I think, unfortunately for him, he has a really good backup running back behind him, (laughs) and he saw what happened with Melvin Gordon. So good on Dalvin Cook for understanding his opportunity. Dalvin Cook is a player I, I do think he's more injury prone. I know we don't yeah. like no, to don't. anticipate injury, um, but we've seen it with him multiple times. Yep. Uh, college, you know, we, we we saw this. I, as you know, I'm not a huge Vikings guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw him be great last season. You know, he is a player who can win you a week. You know, Andrew, what do you see the upside and the downside for Dalvin Cook this season? Well, the good news is we went from not having a good running back at all after Adrian Peterson left to having one of the best. We are a big run heavy. We're leaning more towards running in the offensive playbook, especially with Diggs gone. Um, Cook's going to get more involved in the receiving game, but it, it just always scares me because I know how much he gets injured. I know how easily he can get injured, but when he's not injured, he's amazing. So like we said, we don't like talking about this player could get injured this season. So think about that, but I don't think he's he's played a a full sixteen yet. This entire I I think yeah no I think last year was the closest where he missed out on two games but it's just sadly unfortunately that's something to consider. But yeah, uh, other it, than that he's amazing. Yeah, I will say the Minnesota running back will have plenty of value. Their uh-huh. new offensive coordinator is Gary Kubiak. I love Kubiak. He has been a running back whisperer for a very long time. Um, no, I, I'm a huge fan of the opportunity. So I guess by definition, yeah. I support Dalvin Cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I do get Dalvin Cook, I would be very, very thoughtful about picking up Alexander Madison, uh, the yeah, backup. That That is going to be, and for people who don't pay attention, you can get Madison for free. So that's very, uh, depending on your league. Depending on the league, fourteen team league, maybe not. But I've done twelve team mock drafts, and and no one picks up Madison. So just keep keep that in mind. Definitely think about getting him, like you said, if you do uh, risk it with Dalvin Cook. But I, that's a risk I'm going to take. I could be biased just because I'm a Viking fan. But when Dalvin Cook plays, he puts up big numbers. He <laughs> Over a thousand rushing yards, thirteen TDs. Um, like you said, the opportunity is there for him. So, yeah, if you want to take that risk, which I I recommend, then you're going to be very happy. Top ten finish, very safe to say if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, no, I dig it. Number seven, we have Joe Mixon, who was thirteenth last season. He had a very interesting season uh, last year. He yeah. started out awful. People were trying to trade him, like. Yep. He was poisonous, Um, but he finished the season really strong. You know, the team really did feed him towards the end of the season. And I think they realized he's going to be their only solution to victory. Mm -hmm. Uh, This season, it's going to be interesting. Um, They have obviously a new quarterback, Joe Burrow. uh, And I can really see where this, this coaching staff will, you know, they'll allow Joe Burrow to take things at his own speed. 
and really run the game, pun intended, through Joe Mixon. You know, it, that will give the quarterback time to take the game at his own pace. And I, that may be a cliche, but the less pressure you can apply on a young quarterback, I think the more successful they end up being. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe Mixon gives this team a really solid offensive option. Uh, and Joe Mixon gets it done receiving as well. You know, he's doesn't pile on the receiving yards, but he's talented in that aspect of the game. Over a thousand rushing yards, five touchdowns. You know, I, I'm curious how successful this Bengals team is overall. I'm not anticipating yeah. them to be super successful, uh, but Joe Mixon is something that's working really well for them. And thank heavens they have a bad defense. Mm-hmm. They have AJ Green coming back. They have Joe tough, Burrow, and they have tough, Joe Mixon. Tough division. Those are some solid, solid pieces. So I do like Joe Mixon. He will get the workload. And at the end of the day, if you have a talented player who gets a lot of touches, I think that it will lead to success. Yeah, so Joe Mixon, I think he's a safe top 10. Uh, yeah. He's a very, very talented it's, player who who will get the ball. He just needs to, to come out the gate swinging because the, the biggest worry is was those first – weeks like he didn't run his first 100 rushing game uh until week 10 he didn't score his first rushing touchdown until week 11 um, however he did in that span get three receiving touchdowns but that's a little worrisome um but i think mix in towards the end proved that he can be really a dominant running back and they should uh they're gonna be using him i think he's gonna be performing better than last season obviously that's why he's in the top 10. So, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Number eight is a personal favorite of mine. Kenyon Drake of the Arizona Cardinals got traded midseason from Miami to the Cardinals mm-hmm. uh, and immediately contributed. His first game was against the vaulted San Francisco 49ers and he destroyed them. He just, he just beat the crap out of them. It was incredible. Um, you know, I, wasn't in love with him with the Dolphins. Um, we really didn't, we weren't able to see him really perform. And immediately with the Cardinals, they f- gave him the ball, they gave him the opportunities, and he looked great. He was 17th last season. Once he got an opportunity, he ran with it, literally and figuratively. And something that really excites me, this is obviously a team on the up and up. Running backs are typically really successful when they're paired with a running quarterback. Mark um, Ingram last year. Yeah, Mark Ingram last year. Remember RG3 and Alfred Morris? Yeah. There was a time when oh, both I of those names it. were impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I feel awful comparing RG3 and Alfred Morris to Kenyon Drake and uh, Kyler Murray. However, you know, I think success will be there. Uh, this is a team that is improving every year with Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray is getting more effective. This team is getting better. And I think this team, they struggled struggled in the red zone last season with yeah. the addition of Hopkins and Drake being there a full season. It's going to be a huge difference. Uh, I think the sky's the limit. And here's a fun fact. They kind of played whack-a-mole last season with the running backs. Uh, you, I mean, there was, you know, there were games, who's it going to be? Chase Edmonds? Is it going to be David Johnson? And then Kenyon Drake entered the picture. If you compile, compile all the running backs for the Cardinals, and you just played Arizona Cardinal running back, you'd have the running back three on the season. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of fantasy goodness. That's a good stat. Kenyon Drake's the man. Um, I think he gets it done. I think he's hungry. 
I think he's ready to prove himself. I love the Cardinals. I'm trying to get as much Kenyon Drake as I can this season. We're all very high on this Cardinals offense. Um, and you got to look at how he finished. I mean, he got seven hot. rushing <laughs> touchdowns in the last three weeks. Hot, 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 Let's hot. say that again. Seven hot, rushing hot, hot, touchdowns hot, hot, hot. in the last three weeks. What? That's And also 400 rushing yards in the last three weeks as well. That is huge numbers. Uh, there's no one there to compete with them anymore. No David Johnson. It's an exciting new offense. We've said it before. This Arizona offense is going to be super exciting to watch this year, and Kenyon Drake is going to be a big part of it. Number nine, we have Josh Jacobs in his sophomore season. He was 21st last season, uh, but he was spectacular. Uh, 1,150 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns, he did miss three games last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the biggest knock against Josh Jacobs is the fact that his quarterback is Derek Carr. Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. I would prefer Mariota. But uh, wow. um, yeah, no, I Josh Jacobs is a really talented player. Uh, John Gruden obviously loves the kid. He picked him himself. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. He's a very talented player. Uh, I think the only knock is the fact that the Las Vegas Raiders are still trying to find their identity. You know, when you see the Raiders on the schedule, you're not afraid of them. Um, you know, would you, would you say the Raiders are a good team right now? No, (laughs) I, I wouldn't. I would say there's only one aspect where I really, that I really like, and that's their run game. Yeah, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. So fun. Yeah, he's a really good player. Um, I think somewhere he can make a huge difference is if he gets more involved in the passing game. That's the biggest. I think he immediately becomes. I think he jumps two, three spots in our rankings. Yep. But for whatever reason, they are not wanting to involve him in that yet. We'll see if that changes. Um, but yeah, that's really his only downside is you know his lack of receiving option. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's truly what sets you apart in fantasy football is those receptions. That's the, yeah, that's really the only worry there. Um, he scored more, he's scored more touchdowns last year than Saquon Barkley. He's rushed more rushing yards than Delvin Cook last year. Um, only 166 receiving yards, no TDs. The uh, Raiders also brought back uh, Jalen Richard, which is the pass catching specialist running back. So, that's the only worry there. It's Jalen Richard. Richard, so. yeah. I just, I just read it as Richard. I just every time, I accidentally say it every time. But it's okay. It, I it's never me. gonna change. It's never gonna change. I tried fixing it. But if Josh Jacobs can, can just prove that he can be a pass catcher, then he would be top five. He, he would be so. Yeah, there's an argument to be made. I like carry it. the workload. He doesn't. If he shoulder doesn't bother him anymore, he's going to be amazing. So, uh, and at number ten, uh, we yep. have Nick Chubb. He finished eighth last season, almost had the rushing title. He had one thousand four hundred ninety-four rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns. He's a really talented player. Uh, my only knock is the Browns are a team that we've seen. They are prone to implosion. Baker Mayfield took a major step back last season. Um, Kareem Hunt is there, and Kareem Hunt is a talented football player. Mm -hmm. Is there enough rushing love to go around? We think there is. 
we think Chubb is the clear one A. Um, yeah, I, I like him. Um, would you feel comfortable with him as your RB one, or are you more comfortable with him in the RB two category? I would be comfortable as an RB one. I would, and here's why: we talked about. You just said that we don't believe that Kareem Hunt is going to take too much from the workload. If you look at Kareem Hunt, well, I didn't say that. I think he will take too much, not enough to destroy okay. Chubb's value. Okay. But if I mean, if Kareem Hunt wasn't there, I'd have Nick Chubb ranked higher for sure. Yeah. Well, I Kareem Hunt uh, came back from suspension week ten, but there wasn't too big of a drop off for Nick Chubb. He still put up hundred plus rushing yards, two rushing TDs. I there there wasn't a lot that Kareem Hunt took away. I mean, there was a little bit, but all the rushing yards in my head is going straight to Nick Chubb. Uh, Kareem Hunt's only going to be on the field for special plays or just when Chubb needs a break. So I, I don't see that big of an effect. That's why Chubb is still in my top 10. Yeah. Very talented player. Obviously gets it done. And I, I would be okay having him as my RB one. Um, obviously near the back of the RB one category, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, certainly see yeah. where it coming exactly. from. Uh, so that was our blitz of our top 10 running backs. Now, Andrew, here's a segment we can play. Which player not in our top 10 list do we believe will finish top five this season? Uh, I'll start. And before I give you my player, I do want to point out our top 10 list was a combination of both of our rankings. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, the player I'm about to list is inside my top 10 pretty handily. Um, But because you do not believe in this player, uh, it was later on. Mine was number, this guy was number 11. <laughs> All right, let's calm down. He was number um, 11. So the player that I feel will finish top five is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hilaire, I don't know. The running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, rookie running back. There you go. When he was drafted, it was a little hairy. You know, we weren't exactly sure how the workload will turn out. Will he get the get the work? And Andrew, I'm totally blanking on uh, the other running back's name, but he did opt out for the season oh, due to COVID. Yeah. Um, Damien Williams. Damien Williams. Wow, I was forgetting his name much. too. That took me a while <laughs> to think of that. Having a stroke. But yeah, Damien Williams. You know, we fully anticipated Damien Williams to shoulder the workload early, and by the end of the season, it'd be Clyde. Um, but with Damien Williams opting out, it is the Clyde Edwards Hilaire show. Uh, and Andy Reid has a history of tremendous success with running backs. We've seen it with LaShawn McCoy. We've seen it with Spencer Ware, with Kareem Hunt. It really doesn't matter what warm body you throw out there. Andy Reid will get, he'll get it done. And this is a phenomenal Chiefs team. And one of the biggest bonuses is they picked him. I believe he was the first running back selected in the draft. He's effective yep. as a pass catcher and a rusher. Um, and he goes from a, high power LSU team to a high power chiefs team. I think he has top five potential all day long. I have him ranked in my personal rankings at number seven overall. I mean, I would take him before Joe Mixon. Uh, I'm a huge believer in Edwards. I know he's a rookie that comes with risk, but you, you don't when you, I'd (laughs) much rather lose fantasy football by a lot 
then finished as number five. <laughs> you know, you just, mm-hmm. you take those big opportunities, you take that risk, boom or bust you play. put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. And yeah, go big or go home. That's my motto. Bryant the Boom Corrigan, Clyde Edwards Alaire, he will bring the boom. That's why you draft Mark Cooper every year because he's going to shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I can go a full episode without talking about Mark Cooper. Um, just had to throw that in there. Yeah, that's a really Thanks. good pick. Uh, it, I will not be surprised if he finishes in the top 10, even top five. I can see that possible because out of all the rookie running backs, he's the guy that I think can have oh, by the far. best season. But yeah, by exactly. Far. By far. There's no doubt. Um, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders, though. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he finished 15th last year among running backs, 818 rushing yards for three TDs, 509 receiving yards for three TDs. Um, so could perform a little better there in rushing yards and touchdowns, but he was sharing time with Jordan Howard for half of the season. I think it's only week nine or something. Uh, but after he replaced Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders averaged around 100 yards per game. That's receiving and uh, rushing combined. And he caught the ball at least five times. So uh, we always talk about how that dual threat running back uh, that can catch the ball and can run the ball. Miles Sanders is one of those guys, uh, especially on an offense that don't have the best receiving options. It will not be a surprise to see Miles Sanders being heavily involved in this passing game with basically no wide receivers on this team. So I think Miles Sanders is going to be a breakout candidate this year. Um, top 10, obviously, and I think top five potential with the, uh, the dual threat, the versatility of the rushing and receiving game. Yeah, no, I think that's a great pick. Uh, and I, I really like Miles Sanders mm-hmm. uh, as well. He is quite quickly rising in my ranks. Um, here's another question for you, Andrew. Which player in our top eight? Would you be least surprised by not finishing as a top ten running back this season? Top eight, uh, for me, I'll steal it. Uh, Joe Mixon. Oh, dude, oh, dang it! <laughs> Gosh, uh, dang it would it. not surprise me at all if Joe Mixon. Okay, I guess that's too strong. Um, it'd be very sad, mm-hmm. but I could see where if this Bengals team just, you know, they try to go into Joe Burrow all too quickly, they don't channel this offense through Mixon. I can see where the Bengals kind of ruin it. And I can see where Mixon just wouldn't get the opportunities. If this is a garbage team, if they do not get their red zone opportunities, I can see where Mixon, you know, disappears out the top ten. Um, I do believe he's still going to get the workload. Uh, he is threatening holding out, uh, which is another thing we did not mention. Uh, that has a oh, huge yeah. impact after yeah. Le'Veon Bell ruined football for running backs. Yep. Thanks, Le'Veon. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to hold a grudge against him forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a threat of holdout, so there's potential where (laughs) Joe Mixon doesn't play this season and you're furious. Mm -hmm. So something to keep in mind, um, he's on a bad team and he's threatening to hold out. So those two things put together, I don't think it's likely, but I could certainly see a world where he does not finish top 10 or yeah, that's the, uh, that's the most obvious pick there. Um, it's really, really difficult to pick any of the other seven players, but I feel like I need to take a shot at it. Oh, I dare I say Derrick Henry. Henry. I, I <laughs> go with Derek Henry. There's no way 
that he's going to put up the same numbers that he did last year. Oh, it feels there good to hear you say it. It is going to be regression. The question is how much. Is it wrong that it feels so good to hear you say that? It is wrong because you know how big of a fan I am of this Titans oh, offense. And that makes it all that more sweet. Derrick Henry's a beast. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so much. I love it. Uh, but this offense. Ooh, I'm right, This offense needs to count on Derrick Henry. <laughs> he is going to need to carry the workload. And it's all about can he do it again? He's not heavily involved in the receiving game. So he needs to rely on those rushing yards and rushing touchdowns for him to put up fancy points. Uh, like you mentioned before, there is a downgrade on the offensive line. So it do I think it's going to happen? No, not at all. I think Derrick Henry is going to finish fifth. But if there's any of these top guys, I feel like Derrick Henry has the lowest floor out of these hmm. top eight that's not named Joe Mixon. Yeah. Andrew, that is a solid point. Uh, And truthfully, I think this is a good running back episode. I'm a fan. I'm a little biased. but running back class, too. Yeah. No, truly, you can feel good about really any of these guys. Uh, It's a deep group this Mm -hmm. season. A lot of potential. Uh, And Andrew, that wraps up our top 10 running back blitz. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Andrew, Brendan, and I love bringing this fantasy news to you. If you could do us a favor and leave us a review on whatever platform it is you're using to listen to us, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That is what helps push us forward and helps bring this nonsense to more and more people. Uh, please check out our website. Andrew and Brendan have been working very hard at it, uh, and I know they'd appreciate it as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to our next episode. And, man, it's going to be a good season. We're going to make the most out of COVID 2020. And, man, let's go win some championships. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was not enthusiastic at all. (laughs) 